fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. That time again, hey, welcome into the program. It is a pre-Friday celebration, ready for some common sense, reason, rationale, and other things in society as well that's hard to find. But this is your safe haven for it. Welcome into the show. This is The Voice Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Welcome aboard your millennial general doing the thing like we do every single day. So we have a lot to get to today. And it seems like, first, before we do anything else, we have to talk about Hollywood for just a second. Hollywood back in the news, but this one's kind of a sad one. And I have to give my official tribute and my condolences. Bruce Willis, I'm sure you've heard the news over the last day or so, is officially retired from acting. And that makes me sad. I was wondering what was going to happen by this time in my life when many of the actors that I follow, the people that I actually do enjoy watching with films, when they start going away and the the new young whippersnappers start coming in uh, because I'm just not connected to them. Between Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, a little bit of The Rock, those are the guys that I follow. And you can kind of see just based on that genre of actor on what type of genre of uh, movie that I actually kind of enjoy. But Bruce Willis was great because he did action, he did comedy, he did dramas, he did a lot of really cool stuff. And... I've been a little frustrated with them over the last couple of years because they would headline it as a Bruce Willis movie when he was in like one scene, like a 30 second scene. And they're like, Bruce Willis is here. And he would do that. And I was a little bummed of his uh, how they've been marketing him. But obviously, this makes sense now with his aphasia, where he's officially on the way out and is officially retired in the acting. So it makes me sad that he is one that's done. I would have loved to have seen more stuff come from him. I am waiting uh, not impatiently at all i can wait on this because i really would like to see some more of their content with like sylvester stallone which is my favorite which he's supposed to be making like a an expendables four don't judge me it's an amazing series i absolutely love it but he's supposed to be making another one and i'm waiting anxiously for that one and he's in his mid to late 60s and he's still kicking but i think his movies actually are better than what they were when he was younger but bruce wellis Our thoughts and prayers to you, my friend. Aphasia, for those that don't know, apparently it's a difficult, some type of mental disorder where it's difficult to remember remember things, to be able to speak and say things. Uh, They talk about how he's been accidentally misfiring firearms on the set, which is very scary. That He's had to wear some type of earpiece to be able to remember some of his lines because he can't remember them a lot. And obviously not the most agile guy in the world to be doing action movies as well. So very sad to hear that. That's my little spiel for Hollywood. The rest of it I just don't give a crap about. We've talked enough about Will Smith and Chris Rock. Uh, although I did find it funny that he was Chris Rock did a stand-up comedy bit just a day or so ago and said he didn't want to talk about it, that he's still processing what actually happened because he's that in awe over it. Let me tell you what happened. You got your butt kicked on national television. And it happened from a guy who slapped you. It didn't even hit you, but like an open hand slap, like a girl. Take that, you big mean man. When he's like three times the size of you. So that's entertaining as well. But yet Chris Rock has to process and digest what actually happened 
<laughs> there, which I kind of find kind of funny. Welcome into the show. Bottom of the hour, we have Drew Allen, Drew Thomas Allen. He is the host of the Drew Allen Show podcast. We've had him on many times before. We love having him on. He's a great friend, and uh, we'll look forward to chatting with him here in just a little bit. We're going to talk about the wokeness coming out of Hollywood, the wokeness coming out of Washington, D.C., the wokeness coming out of Disney with their firing of, uh, or at least their, their, their fighting against the Florida state legislature saying that, well, no, we should be teaching gender identification and sexual orientation to children in like the third grade, because why not? Why the hell not? So we'll talk with him about that stuff coming up at the bottom of the hour and get into the wokeness style that is the 21st century in 2022. We also have some clips from Joe Biden talking about the federal budget. We have Donald Trump making a statement about the oil reserves that Biden seems to be wanting to let go of, which is completely stupid. And I'm going to really try. I'm trying today to stay zen about this, but I don't know how we're going to do it. So we'll do that uh, coming up in a little bit as well. I did find this, and this is kind of a perfect segue into the Joe Biden fiasco that's going on. There was a there was a headline earlier today coming out of Russia, but it was an English version of it, obviously, of Vladimir Putin and his popularity in Russia. And apparently since the invasion of the Ukraine, Vladimir Putin's popularity within Russia apparently has gone up. What? Not sure how that makes any sense, but according to the story, Vladimir Putin's ratings have seen a boost since the start of the military action in Ukraine. The Independent Center has reported with over 80% of Russians saying that they support the Russian president's actions. Now, obviously, we know that's not true. Obviously, we know that what he's doing is devastating and he's a crazy, tyrannical communist. Some people are like, oh, he's doing great. Get rid of a corrupt government. Give me a break. He's the most corrupt government that we could possibly see in the world. And he's doing exactly what he did with the other nations where he's uh, booted out the leadership. He's put it in his own puppets and like, ha ha, they are independent. And now we can just let them live happily ever after, which is complete crap because he's trying to reuni- reunite the Soviets without actually reuniting it under one nation. He's just doing it where he can control them in any way, shape or that he wants to. But this is exactly what you get when you have a propaganda media machine that really blasts out whatever he tells them to, and by the way, arrests or silences or shuts down any media that goes against his narrative. That's why you cram 200,000 people into a stadium where he talks about how, you know, we're trying to save them because Jesus told him to save them because they were under such bad uh, uh, tyranny there that it was his godly duty to go and free them. And free them, this is how what tyrants always end up using with their crazy mindset, is that he's freeing them from the tyranny and the and the chains that they had to put on the new chains of his order because he's such a loving, caring God. This kind of reminds me of 300. You ever watch that movie? And the, uh, it's, uh, the Persian god, quote-unquote, is riding up and he goes, I will free you and I will let you live freely. All you have to do is bow to me and everybody, everything will be great. You can live your life as you want and you can do anything you want to do. You can live freely. You just have to be bow your knee to me. Kind of sounds like Vladimir Putin right now. But apparently the Russians love him. Now, the Russians that actually got polled love this. And this is a Russian poll to the Russian people that are being controlled by the Russian propaganda in the Russian media. So you're going to get... The numbers that you want to get out of this, kind of like our national polling systems here in the U.S., where we have the Democrats that are like, I feel like polling the inner cities to ask about what Joe Biden's doing on the agricultural community. Now, obviously, people in the inner city have no clue. They just want their freebies and and handouts and, and glass ceiling stuff that they love to give to large cities across the nation. 
So they poll them. Hey, how's Joe Biden handling with the U.S. Department of Agriculture and, and farmers growing crops in the nation? Oh, he's doing great. I, we, yeah, we love that guy. They have no clue what they're talking about, but the polling shows that. So by golly, the media is going to run with that and say, look at that. Joe Biden's doing great with polling on the economy and on social programs and on the budget and on agriculture and on trade and on this and on that. They don't know what the hell's going on, but it's strategic polling. And that's what Vladimir Putin's done. And the and the Biden administration, unfortunately, is running down the same course because only an absolute crazy maniac fool has been brainwashed by the mainstream media would actually support Joe Biden and what he's proposing with his budget, which he officially released just a day or two ago and officially came out with his press statement to talk about. My dad had an expression. He said, don't tell me what you value. Show me your budget. <clears throat> I'll tell you what you value. Don't tell me what you value. Show me your budget. And I'll tell you what you value. Well, the budget I'm releasing today sends a clear message to the American people that we've what we value. First, fiscal responsibility. Second, safety and security. And thirdly, the excuse me, the investments needed to build a better America. The first Okay, let's just rephrase that for you. Social programs and social programs and social programs, because government shouldn't be in investing, quote unquote, in anything. They should be getting the hell out of the way and letting the private sector invest it in with it with the money that we're allowed to keep and not give to the federal government. Just throwing that out there. That's in layman's terms, that's what he meant. He just has a hard time saying it because he's just kind of doing his thing, which is why we're in the Biden basement right now. Let's go into the Biden basement. Let's continue, shall we? This value is fiscal responsibility. The previous administration, as you all know, ran up record budget deficits. In fact, the deficit went up every year under my predecessor. My administration is turning that around. Last year, we cut the deficit by more than $350 billion. This year, we're on track to cut the deficit by more than $1 trillion. $300 billion. $1,300,000,000. billion. Is that the same number? Is that makes a lot of sense to people? Because that almost sounds like his number of COVID-19 deaths that he reported before. Remember that? COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. <laughs> it's just, it's, when you think about it. <laughs> That's the Biden administration, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, I'm not sure how this works because he's trying to say he's cutting the deficit, which is not true. Let's let's be bridge. And the little bit he may have saved was because his budgets that he tried to pass or the bills, the spending bills he tried to pass with Build Back Better and the Green New Deal and all this other garbage didn't pass. And therefore, he couldn't spend the money that he actually wanted to. But you're not cutting any deficits, buddy. Let's be realistic here. If that were the case, inflation would not be sitting at 8% across the nation. Can we please, please, uh, can we, are we to the point in society now you can just say anything that comes out your mouth and we're just like, okay, that makes sense. Like, are we at that point? We don't even have to validate it. We don't have to say anything that's rational. We don't have to say anything that's actually truthful. You just say words. You just say things and people are like, oh, okay, that makes total sense. This guy's nuts. That would be the largest one-year reduction in the deficit in U.S. history. And here's how we're achieving it, this record deficit reduction. First, we're growing the economy. We've created a record 6.7 million jobs yeah. since I took office, and we've generated a GDP growth of 5.7 percent the best economic growth we've seen in this country in over 40 years. Okay, let's stop right there. That is the 
biggest load of malarkey that I've ever seen in my entire life. That is not true. Can we, again, uh, apparently we need to reemphasize this. When you went into COVID and you lock people down and you tell them their business is non-essential, their work is non-essential, that their livelihood is non-essential, and you make them get on a government dime and you spend trillions upon trillions upon trillions of dollars in relief funds by sending people a bunch of crap checks that inflated the rate of the nation by a massive amount of debt that we owe to the government while we get like a third of that back in a stimulus paycheck, quote unquote, and then you get rid of everybody's jobs and then you bring them all back, that's not job growth. That's getting back to the point. If COVID never happened and we see the charts of the GDP slowly growing two, three, four percent every quarter, every year, whatever it is, and it's just slowly ticking up and ticking up, if you would remove that big dip in that big hole where COVID actually did that and you would see if we were still on track, we're barely getting back to the point where we should have been based on the projections if we never had that little blip and we were just nice on our uh, on our nice little GDP growth that happens naturally just by the population growing by people expanding businesses by people doing things we're barely almost back up to the level that we should be as if it never happened he's saying the absolute low mark of the economy at the height of the pandemic to the point now is absolute growth that he was able to do as in brand new business and brand new gdp growth it's a lie. It's crap. It makes no sense. And yet you have the media prop, uh, propping this up as some kind of great uh, feat for midterm election season and campaign season to say that Democrats actually did something relatively productive. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I swear to you, I swear I'm going to keep it calm and collect today. We're going to have fun and we're going to try and talk about these things, but we're going to do it in a semi-rational manner because these guys are the most irrational, unreasonable, ridiculous, absurd people I've ever met in my entire life. Right? Are you, are we talking about you, Joe Biden? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Welcome back in. John Thune from, where is he, South Dakota? Is he from, uh, they did a Republican response to the budget proposal, and he kind of hit it spot on. And yet, they are increasing domestic spending 14% overall, but 18%, 18% for the Internal Revenue Service. They get an 18% increase, and maybe it's because they're going to need all the extra personnel to collect all the new taxes this administration is proposing. But is it complete, uh, completely out of step with what matters to the American people right now? Imagine that. So 18% growth. Now, if you remember, you got to remember how progressives think here is that when they actually try to increase a budget, they want a 5, 6, 7% growth in a program, a department, in an agency, in some type of government, whatever. They want it to grow substantially. And when you try and cut it, which is in a cut, like not even a cut, just slow the growth of it. Hey, maybe we don't have the funds right now. Maybe we should not grow at 6%. We should grow at 2%. Instead, it's still growing. Just growing at a slower rate. According to progressives, that's not slowing the growth of, that's a 4% cut to them because it's only growing by 2% as as opposed to the growing by 6% that they actually want it to be. So 18% growth by the IRS, that could be a 3% cut according to them if they wanted it to be 21%, 22%. They think that that's all great and hunky-dory and wonderful. They don't really care. Because they want the IRS to grow, which imagine, if you will, an 18% growth of the IRS, that's insane. That's a fifth of the department that they want to add on to it because they want to do additional uh, they want to do additional reviews of businesses. They want to do more audits of you. They want to raise taxes. They want to start expanding the tax code when we should just be simplifying it. They want to increase it because they want to start regulating cryptocurrencies. They want to start regulating everything they possibly can. Remember the whole budget of, oh, we're going to start regulating every transaction you do above like $600. You pay your mortgage, you pay your car insurance, you pay a credit card statement, you pay this. We need to make sure that we're not missing anything because we honestly, truly believe in society that we're missing out on like a half of the of the of the federal economy that we're not taxing and getting revenue from. That's how desperate they are. That's how crazy they are, thinking that uh, that's the state that they're in. So they want to increase that, while at the same time they do stupid things like what they're doing with the oil reserves. Now, let me ask you something. We consume 22 million barrels of oil a day. A day in the U.S. 40% of that goes to cars and automobiles. Uh, 40% of that, 22 million. But we use 22 million barrels a day in this nation. The Biden administration, in their genius response to want to actually lower gas prices, is going to remove the reserves that we have in this nation, which makes no sense. The Trump administration finally got it back up to where it needs to be. We got it completely replenished. Everything's great. We were a net exporter in energy. We were producing our own oil. We were buying less oil. Everything was great. Now, gas prices are up because we stopped trading with, or we're at least going to stop trading with Russia and buying their energy. That's like 6 or 9% of what we actually import into this nation. And they think that because of that, that's the reason gas prices are up. So to compensate for that, we're going to release 1 million barrels of oil a day for the next six months. Now, that's roughly 180 million barrels total that we're releasing after we completely replenish them. The question is why? 
Does that make any sense to you? We consume 22 million barrels a day, and they want to release 1 million barrels a day to think that that's actually going to offset costs somehow in some way, shape, or form when it doesn't do anything in any way, shape, or form to actually solve the prices of gas because we should just produce more of it. Remember that whole supply-demand thing? We have a demand. We should raise the supply of it, not by getting rid of what's already been produced, but produce additional. I know it's a hard concept, produce additional, and they think 1 million barrels out of that 22 that we use every single day is somehow going to lower the cost, when all that's going to do is deplete our reserves to where we have nothing left. Then the gas prices will really go up because we won't even have a safety net if an emergency happens nationwide or globally and we can't get any more oil. But that's the position no they like to put us in. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality hear entertainment shows and of course yours truly with the voice of reason plus we offer numerous media services including helping you set up your own podcast become your own voice of reason and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic for information on all of our shows links to podcasts each show website or social media link or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment visit our website at hoosiermedia.com again that's hoosiermedia.com the future of media When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It's driving me nuts, I'm telling you. I swear, I swear we're going to stay calm. We're going to try and stay calm on this program today. Good golly, welcome back in. Halfway through the show already flies right on by. Multiple radio stations, TV stations, live streaming, podcasting. Wherever you may be watching or listening, your political therapist trying to therify you, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time i'm still mind boggled by the idea that the biden administration would actually do this which i can think all right they're crazy enough they don't understand enough they're just mindless enough to where they'll try it okay but then people actually think it's a good idea and promote it as a solution jen saki's up there ah, it's a great idea one million barrels a day that we're going to release for the next six months what does that do when we consume 22 to 24 million barrels of oil a day, 40% of that go into the cars and, and automobiles, and then you're going to give us one. That's like paying $24 for a good, and someone's like, here, I'm going to help you out. Here's a buck, and I'm going to give you a dollar for that same thing, that that uh, crazy Starbucks $24 cup of coffee that you buy every day. I'm going to contribute to it because it's really expensive. It's a you know the inflation. Things are really expensive right now. I'm going to give you a dollar when you buy that $24 dollar cup of coffee every day i'm gonna give you a dollar just to help out for the next six months and you know what that'll solve the issue that'll make everything all better again how does that make sense 
until the point where that emergency fund, that uh, that that savings account that you had where you were taking that dollar from, is all gone. Boom, it's gone. Now, when your car breaks down and you have a flat on the side of the road, you don't have an emergency fund because you just spent it for a dollar a piece for the last six months on coffee when you didn't need to do that, and now you're, complete, you're completely drained and you're kind of SOL. As Joe Biden would say, it's a bunch of malarkey, man. It is totally absurd. I completely agree. Let's get to what's trending today. What do you say? What's trending today? Happy to have this guy back on the program. We'll talk about this and some other things as well. He is host of the Drew Allen Show podcast. The man himself, Drew Thomas Allen, back with us here. Drew, how are you, my friend? Oh, it's always a good day to be with you, Andy. Yeah, it's always Another fun. millennial, you know. That, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, hey, you know what? We're rocking the millennial thing. It's sad because we get a bad rep uh, of being millennials, and yet we're trying to represent here. I think maybe we can start bringing this generation back on the right side of things. What do you think? <laughs> oh, I think there's no other option, and I know you and I are sticking to our guns, so, you know, it'll be what it is. Hey, that's what we do. Your thoughts, before we kind of shift gears a little bit, your thoughts on this oil thing. Uh, we have, again, we use 22 to 24 million barrels a day. We're going to release 1 million barrels a day for the next six months, and that's somehow going to lower gas prices and solve the issue. I don't know. This is literally the most non-fixing um, solution I've ever seen in my life. It doesn't do anything but just hurt us in the long run. Well, it's such an egregious lie, uh, and anybody who goes along with this and believes that he's offering some kind of uh, assistance or relief to Americans is out of their mind. They just are. I mean, he is responsible directly for the $6.49 gallon for for gas here in California, and he's going to offer us a seven, you know, he's going to release, you know, one one million barrels a month for six months. And, and say, hey, you know, he, he raised gas prices, you know, three, four dollars, but now he's going to lower them seven cents and he's going to be the good guy in this. But yet, I mean, what people have to understand is this is intentional. It's all about the, the forced, coerced shift to green new energy away from uh, fossil fuel production. And so, look, he, he's taking advantage of another crisis he's created and he's going to make it worse. So now he's going to eliminate the stores that we have of you know the strategic reserves that are for an emergency not for this and then six months down the road we're up a creek yeah no it's terrible and they like you said they know this they're planning for it and they're anticipating it never let a crisis go to waste right right now they're driving the gas prices up uh and jen Psaki has talked about this pete Buttigieg has talked about this joe biden himself has talked about this that they don't want what was the words of pete Buttigieg himself he said we don't want to create this is when we are trying to cut the russian oil out of our uh, imports here and how we just need to produce more to compensate for that. He said that we don't want to do that because we don't want to create a permanent solution for a temporary issue. Meaning, yes, we should be cutting off the oil supply from Russia, but to hell with producing oil again to be energy independent because that's a long-term solution. That's a bad solution. We need to go green. Jen Psaki said that if we want to cut it off and if the gas prices are high, you just need to go get an electric car. We just need to go green here. That's the mindset because they think that if they drive gas prices up high enough that you're willing to go out and buy that $60,000 electric car because that somehow is going to save you in cash more so than just spending more money at the gas pump. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's literally insane. Uh, they're wrecking Americans' lives right now. And forget the fact that climate change, man-made climate change is a hoax for a second. Even if you're just <laughs> pragmatic about this, I mean, look, I mean, one, you don't have uh, electric uh, vehicle charging stations. 
You've got the average price of electric vehicles is about $55,000, unaffordable for Americans. Uh, there's not enough, ele- enough electricity. Most of it comes from coal uh, to even power. If everybody shifted to electric vehicles all of a sudden, I mean, it's literally an impossibility. It doesn't solve anything, not to mention the fact that those huge, you know, thousand pound batteries uh, that store the energy, you know, they don't provide the energy, they store the energy. Uh, you know, they come from lithium and so on and so forth. And, they're, you know, we're stripping the, the earth. I mean, and the batteries, I mean, you can't get rid of the batteries. They have a, a half-life that's going to extend beyond our existence. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. And we went into this with the Biden administration at the end of the Trump administration with a $1.70, $1.80 gas and our oil reserves completely full. That's right. Donald Trump did that. <laughs> and we're in a little bit different situation right now. And it's pretty frustrating. Let's shift gears a little bit because uh, you've been all over the place on this. You were actually on Newsmax a, a, a couple days ago, a week or so ago, talking about this issue. Let's shift to the wokeness, which I guess could fit into the stupidity of you know the economy and the budget and the it, oil as well. But the wokeness has taken another level from Hollywood with Chris Rock and with uh, Will Smith to Washington D.C. with the Katanji Jackson or Katanji Brown Jackson hearings to what's going on in Disney right now. Wokeness has officially made its way into the mainstream, don't you think? Well, it has, and what's so frustrating about it is that this wokeness uh it is a small radical french minority of individuals in this country americans who actually stand for this and yet they are dictating to the majority of the population they are forcing their agenda down our throats it's not mainstream it's not a majority but they have raised hell and they have the media behind them and unfortunately i gotta tell you though uh conservatives are part of the problem and I had an article out today. I'm not trying to hawk it, but you know, it was, it was in Human Events, which is I think Charlie Kirk and Jack Kosobiak's uh, outfit over there. It's called, you know, um, uh, what did I call it? I, the Disney. Uh, I don't know. Whatever it doesn't matter. I write articles and I forget the names. But the point was, you know, the the conservatives are to blame for what happened at Disney as well, in my opinion, because you know, while the while the radical alphabet mafia was making demands and uh, demanding that you know. Uh, uh, the CEO, Bob Chappick and Disney condemned the Florida bill and so on and so forth. And they threatened walkouts. The conservatives wrote an anonymous letter, yeah. you know, I mean, what was to stop them from staging their own walkout and doing things? You know, this is the problem. It's the irony of conservatism. We claim that, that, you know, uh, we, well, we condemn victimhood for one, but then we make ourselves out to be victims. And then secondarily, we claim to be the silent majority, but we act like the silent minority. That is true. We don't stand up when we need to, and we're starting to wake up to that. I think at least the people are, so many of the voters are, many of the activists are, but the elected officials, outside of just you know their 30 seconds on the House or Senate floor where they get their soundbite for their campaign ads or for you know the, the letter that they send to the constituents saying that they support or strongly believe in, we don't do a whole lot, and I think Donald Trump really exposed part of this, uh, in my opinion, to, uh, the difference between the ones that talk the talk and actually try to walk the walk. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, unfortunately, the media creates, you know, they get ahead of these issues, right? So they claim the moral high ground, and they make us fearful to speak out about these issues. Yeah. I mean, you've got Disney right now who wants to eliminate boys and girls from anything on the, on the parks, no male, female. Uh, they want to get rid of, you know, greetings saying, hi, princess, treating girls like girls and boys like boys. They want to create this, this, this uh, insanely unscientific, uh, non-reality that doesn't exist, that there's no genders and so on and so forth. And it's, it's, it's incredible what they're doing to children. They want to, they're sexualizing our children. 
I mean, people that are four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years old, they don't know anything about about sexuality, nor should they. It's a time of innocence. And these people want to make new recruits to their alphabet mafia. Yeah, it's unfortunate. My daughter's seven years old right now. She's in second grade, and this would be affecting her if, uh, thank God I live in a state where we don't have to deal with some of this stuff, but they're trying to ram this down our throats. Here's the big question, though, with Disney, is that are they going to feel the repercussion? Will enough people say that we're not going to support Disney because of the decisions that they're making right now, not only with their stance to fight against the legislation in Florida, but also to realize, oh, wait a second, we don't have enough woke characters in our in our movies, and we need to make some LGBTQ leads in our movies to, because they've been there kind of, but they haven't really been in the focal point of the movie, so we should start doing this. Is that going to be enough for people to stand up and not support them? And will Disney get the hint, or are they so big they just don't give a crap anymore? Well, we, we can punish Disney. That's an absolute certainty. I mean, if people sell their stocks right now, and people should sell their stocks if they have if they're investing in Disney because they're only going to go down if people actually act like they need to in this in this this war to save our country. So yeah, I mean if people stop going to the theme parks, I mean it's it's I mean are are Americans willing to sacrifice the enjoyment of going on a Disney ride uh, uh, for this? I mean that's the question. I mean it's a small sacrifice to make, but stop subscribing to Disney Plus, stop buying their products, stop going to their theme parks, and they will suffer. Now I don't know that Disney would change course immediately. I mean they're part of this new. Uh, this new great reset, if you will, in which the, the government is picking winners and losers and, uh, you know, that they're favoring corporate companies that will will support and enforce their agenda down people's throats. And they're punishing people who won't. But, yes, we can fight back and we need to fight back. My problem is that we can't keep losing companies like this. I would much rather support Disney if it supported our values sure. than have to sit here and, and, and exercise, you know, this this. Uh, uh, you know, exercise in which I'm not going to buy the products anymore. That's a perfect point. I want to continue that when we come back. we got to take a break here because there are things we can do and there are businesses that we can support with our values to actually show that that actually matters. We'll do that when we come back here on The Voice of Reason for a pre-Friday celebration. Stay here. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right. Last couple of minutes here on the program as we wrap up a pre-Friday celebration. Hanging out with Drew Thomas Allen. You can find him on the social media at Drew Thomas Allen. Find all his great content there. Host of the Drew Allen Show podcast. So the social media is kind of driving this as well. It's kind of fun watching the trends going on with the wokeness of Disney and what's going on here. It's hard, and Drew, I got to admit, it's hard to cut out something like Disney out of your life. Again, I have a seven-year-old daughter, and we have Disney+, Plus, and she loves watching Disney, and Disney's got some great films, and they were the icon of kids' movies. Uh, I mean, they have the old-school stuff on there. They have, you know, the original Snow White and the original Sleeping Beauty and all these great movies that kids grew up with, wanting to be a princess or a prince and wanting to do this. I mean, they dominate that industry. Every time you see a Pixar, every time you see a DreamWorks, every time you see this stuff, they're associated with Disney in some way, shape, or form. To cut that out, it's a it's necessary because we need to, but it's difficult, isn't it? Well, it is, and it's unfortunate. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I look at it like, and the problem is, you know, your daughter, for example, she's going to have friends whose uh, parents maybe uh, don't take the stance or make the stand that you do, and she'll be wondering, hey, why do my friends at school get to watch Disney Plus and watch this and that, but I don't, you know? And then you have to have that discussion with a young person. I mean, I've I've, I've seen that with my friends who have four kids. Uh, you know, when their when their neighbors or their school, you know, uh, associates have have iPhones, and they're like, "No, I'm not getting you an iPhone." So that is that is difficult. That's very difficult, and we shouldn't be in this position. Yeah. You know, my my problem I have to go back to though is these Disney employees. They passed the buck to us. Okay, they were in a position to stand up to Disney, and they did decided not to do it because they were fearful. And I'm sorry to say, they were cowardly. Okay, they wrote an anonymous letter, and they complain about how they're. Work, they're in a hostile work environment, and I feel for them. Believe me, I live in California, and uh, I'm a unicorn, right? I mean, my whole life, I worked in Hollywood for a long time. I worked in fashion for Marc Jacobs, opening and managing retail stores. I have lived a life in the cesspool of, of, of liberal Democrat circles. Um, and so I get it. I can relate. I can empathize. But at the same time, I am sick and tired of conservatives not being willing to make a stand. So we lost Disney. That's what just happened. It didn't have to end that way. It may very well have, but my problem it's not that Disney went woke, it's that we didn't even put up a fight. We being the people that were actually in the company that weren't willing to make the sacrifice mm. to do it. Meanwhile, their counterparts, uh, their co-workers were willing to, to, to do whatever it took. I mean, look, what were they They had an opportunity here, did they not? If they had staged a, a mustard 60 to 100 people to walk out, what was Disney going to do? Fire them, but not fire the uh, or punish the, uh, the, the, the woke people? I mean, that's a class action discrimination lawsuit. They could have enriched themselves. So there was an upside to it as well. But um, we, we just can't keep losing these things. And that's the thing. I lament this because I love Disney, too. It's part of all of our childhoods. 
Yeah. It really is. And of course, Walt Disney's rolling over into the grave right now. But uh, but here we are. Now the only option we have is a boycott. And I don't love boycotts, but, you know, we have to learn the lesson. It's the Disney lesson. That's what the article was called, by the way, the Disney lesson. And uh, and, and, and we have to we have to pick up from now on and we can't be silent anymore. We have to fight these fights. Sure. No, you're absolutely right. And you're spot on when it comes to the internal here. We could have stopped this long before it got to this point. It doesn't always have to be. We have to wait until it's a completely far left woke progressive company and then be like, I'm not going to support you anymore. When if you have a voice internally and inside of it, you need to be voicing that and being like, look, maybe we should stay out of the political realm. Maybe we shouldn't be involved in this because our duty is to sell to kids and to be able to promote our product to kids that, by the way, dominate the pockets and the uh, the finances of many of the families. We got just about forty seconds left here, but uh, it, do you think this is going to hit? If they're pandering to a one to three percent of the population, that's all about the LGBTQ stuff. Uh, is there going to be enough people revolt to make that change, or do you think again that Disney is just so big now that they're so woke that they don't care because it's about the messaging and they want to be up with the times? No, no, I think we can punish them if we if we stand firm and we all unsubscribe and stop buying their products. They will feel the pain. Uh, meanwhile, of course, Walt Disney is uh, continuing their cruises to places that have uh, homosexuality is illegal there. But, you know, whatever. That's that's how they run things, right? They're a bunch of virtue signaling uh, uh, losers. But, no, that. we've got to do it, and we've got to do it now. But Daily Wire is going to announce, has announced they're going to unleash a new uh, kid, kid content. So I'm yes. hopeful that we're going to combat them in that sphere as well. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's how I wanted to end it. The Daily Wire wants to make conservative kids shows to try and rival that. So Ben Shapiro, I know he's made some other films as well, some other Hollywood actors and actresses that have been booted out because of their political views, and now he's going to go with the kids stuff. Maybe we can actually create something in a rivalry here. That would be nice. Drew, Thomas, Alan, Drew, it's always good to talk to you, my friend. Keep rocking it. Let's get you back on the show again here real soon. Sounds great, brother. Take care. Hey, always a pleasure, my friend. We'll get him back on the program again here real soon. Until then, podcast up in a little bit. We're back at it tomorrow for a Friday. Stay tuned in all next week as well. Be your own voice of reason. Make sure to stand out in your crowd and your community. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.